Welcome everyone to the Pantheon. I am Ray. And I am Chelsea. And today we're looking at Mandy, Nicolas Cage psychedelic thriller film, if you want to call it. I guess yep. that's thriller. Uh, directed by Panos Kosmostos, Kam uh, I think it's, I cannot pronounce his name properly. His, his father directed a lot of the films that I enjoyed, like Cobra with Stallone. That was his work. I wasn't a huge fan of Stallone, only no? Rocky. Okay, so like there was some stuff he did uh, that I'm a fan of, but there's the reason why I mentioned Cobra specifically because there's a scene where uh, there's a montage where you have these bikers with axes and it's a red light, red hue, which is something I'm thinking personally that maybe he took from um, that film from what his father did. Panos' first gig was working on his father's film. Uh, his father did Tombstone with Val Kilmer and a bunch of actors. So his father's a well-known established 80s and 70s uh, director. And there's a lot of films that I saw of his dad, and so I'm a fan of his father's work. And Panos, this is his second film. His first film was a movie called uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow. It's a psychedelic thriller. It's about a woman who gets uh, put in an institution and she's trying to escape, right? And it's just, it's just crazy kind of thing. So this is like the evolution of that concept. Where uh, what I like about this movie is like whenever you get into that psychedelic kind of red lighting and everything, mm -hmm. if you look at the eyes, it dilated. Like every time you look yeah, at your eyes, were... so you know they were on something. But like it's a story, you're like, well, maybe it's just the way it's interpreted. But like, no, their eyes are dilated every time they're in this bluish red, like psychedelic blood red space blue kind of like magenta yeah definitely like. another magenta yeah so this is kind of so if you've seen like the color of outer space you're getting this tripped out scenario but like 90 percent of this movie is in this environment yeah, i noticed i was like why is it in these colors yeah so it's to, ma it's to magnify the concept of that this is one giant not hallucination but this is kind of like this is Okay, well, let's get back. Let's go back a little bit. It takes place in the 1983. There, there are these little vinyl record album graphics, at three of them, that tells you each act. Mm -hmm. So the first one says Shadow Mountain, so it's 1983. So you know it tells you 83. Uh, he's on a pickup truck, uh, that's, and you hear Ronald Reagan giving a speech. So that kind of dates it's an era piece, right? And she has these like Zeppelin-type T-shirts on. Yep. Uh, that's Andrea Riesberg's character. That's the character of Mandy. Um, so let's get into this. The characters we have... Uh, Cage's character, he's a lumberjack or a, a logger. Uh, he's coming back home. He lives in the uh, Shadow Mountains with his girlfriend or could be his wife, Mandy. Yep. Uh, she works at a grocery store clerk, but on her but at night she's a graphic artist. She's an illustrator. There's these amazing sci-fi, like like um, heavy metal type artwork. Yeah. Right? So it's like really, she's really gifted. And she's an illustrator. She does these amazing drawings by pen. They live a quiet life. Uh, there's a scene in it where you realize... She came from, she had some, her father and her didn't have a good relationship. There was some, like, there was some trauma in it. it exist with her family and it's difficult for her. So living in this quiet life with, with her husband or boyfriend, who's played by Cage, um, was beneficial for them to, to have a happier life. And then the second act, which is another one that says, Children of the Rising Dawn, I think it's called. The, uh, oh, it's at the 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 flock yeah the uh yeah children so yeah children of the new dawn so yeah. children of the new dawn so that's the next graphic we see and then we realize uh there's this, there's this cult leader named jeremiah sands they drive by the township and she he sees her and is enamored by her beauty in his in and i guess he's in his own little hippie state of mind yeah. because again her eyes are like definitely on Dial psychedelics yeah, yeah dilated and but now but because he's like there's like the cult leadership uh concept 
uh, he must possess her. He must own her because he's just he's enamored by her, and he feels that uh, he's the she's the object of his desire to complete him. Yeah. You know, the deal. Well, he he makes a deal with these bikers. <laughs> Here we go. So um, so okay. So these are these. So you have women and, and these a couple of guys. These part part of this uh, San, Jeremiah Sands cult. But they're not violent. They're just like they just they, they do drugs. They're not capable of doing these anything heinous yeah. but they love this guy he's their leader they will do anything they will put a gun to their own head in his name for their for the love for him so uh they're they're able to get this concoction they they, they brew they have a, a biologist uh and they, they brew this lsd type concoction for these bikers and they give them and there's this way to contact these bikers through this uh ritualistic like like flutes yeah. Right? And these things are like these bikes are demonic. They're they maybe not be human anymore. They're slightly deformed, mm -hmm. and they feel no pain. They love agony and pain, uh, and they and they make a deal. So they they trade and they give up. They sacrifice one of their own, who was like this chubby kid, in exchange, and they give him some LSD drugs to yeah. to, to drink back to nourish their their being, uh, in exchange to capture Mandy uh, for him. You know, and bring him to them. So they do that. They also, kept, you know, they knock out Nicholas's cage character and they tie him up. And uh, because um, Manny's very strong-willed, she uh, doesn't. She doesn't go after his advances, even though she's also psychedelically drugged. Yeah. With with something hallucinating to fall in love with him, and he he's a musician. He plays his own songs, and she kind of like laughs at him. And her, her mindset is stronger than his. And as a result, he feels rejected and he feels belittled. And he's angry, and he lashes out because he's kind of like he's kind of like a child, yeah. right? And as a result, um, uh, this is a long setup. I understand that, but like um, the point of where this goes is it's about um, it's about uh, heartache and, and uh, trauma, and it's about um, melancholy and um, loss. It's about grief. This movie is about grief, and so and what happened was because uh, he was rejected by her. Uh, you know, she he kills Mandy in front of Nicholas Cage, who's tied up. Yeah. Right? They stab him with some sort of mystical knife. There's glowing green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they thought he's going to die bleeding out. So that's why they leave him alone. But they burn her, her in a yeah, bag. Yeah, she's a, like hanging. Hanging from a yeah. bag, burning her alive in front of Nicholas's Cage character. So the agony of not only being powerless and bleeding, he's, he's bound up by like um, barbed wire cuffs, whatever it is. So mm -hmm. he's bleeding out. And he's watching he's watching it her scream you don't hear the scream but like, you know she's screaming and yeah. running in the bag and he watch he sees the her body like perish and in this and because it's cremation you, you see the outline of her face and it just goes to dust and he sees this and it's he's just anguished and the part that i say this nicholas cage becomes nicholas cage is when he escapes yeah with the bourbon the bourbon he goes to the cabin this is now we're getting to the second half second halfway through the second act he cage goes nicholas cage he loses like it's just well how would you describe cage's character in this part um i thought like he he seemed like kind of subtle ish at the beginning but then um i know that someone like one of the characters in there was like the creator of lsd mm -hmm. so that played a good effect on him as well but then what like you call it the the cage effect mm -hmm. like when he when he loses his mind it's like yep that's him yeah <laughs> and like, it was really good yeah it's, it's it's a combination of like he's he's experiencing great a, a great deal of grief but as the grief is settling in the anger and rage and fuel of rage is increasing. So what you're seeing is a tremendous feel of loss, grief, uh, helplessness, and then it's being a, like a wave of emotion of rage 
coming in in the same shot. So this sequence is, and this is not, and this is the one few times where it's not in a crazy haze of red. This is actual real, real time, so a real like clarity. And you're, and so there are moments in the movie where where you see Mandy at the convenience store. It's clarity. She's reading the books, yep. right? And this is Cage like dealing with grief and loss, and he wants and Panos is making you want to accept the idea that there is you, you want to see that, but he does it in his Nicolas Cage rage setup, which is, I mean, when I saw this in theaters, I. Me and the entire audience were laughing of how where he just goes off, and it's great. His fist closed around the serpent's eye. Strange and eternal. I need you to get me that girl I saw. Do you know what to do? special one, Mandy. I, too, am a special one. Let us be so very special together. Get to, like, the final act, which is called Mandy. It's kind of like a really cool, rooted yeah. uh, image of red and crimson red writing. And uh, it's now, it's a revenge... This is where we get the exposition. Uh, we, this is where we get Bill Duke, who plays Carruthers. He's the only um, person that we get actual verbal backstory. And we don't, we understand that Cage's character, there is, like, Mandy has some problems in her history. Like, he's from a place, too. He has some a trouble back history, too, where we understand that him and Carruthers were friends. Uh, he gave him his crossbow called the Reaper, you know, and Carruthers is, is kind of like this guy who, who hangs out in the sticks, who's just uh, on his own away from humanity and the city. Uh, so he goes to him, he gets his crossbow back, and then he's like, Kurt like, okay, he gives an explanation of who these bikers are, where they're from, what created these, like what, why they are the way they are, like monsters and where it comes from and where to find them. So he gives them a direction of where to go. And now he's on a journey of revenge. He starts to go after them, he kills one. And then uh, as, as he's trying to, as he's killing them, he sees their uh, juice of LSD drugs or whatever this is, yep. right? And he takes he takes it he takes a sip of it or, or licks of it and then basically what you're watching is basically what is left of his humanity is gone like it's it's the whatever demon force that exists in a, in a parabolic way how you're looking at this um, he's now consuming the power or demonic powers of these demon bikers so now he's like a demigod he he, he power he levels he literally is leveling up to go after everyone now like he is now fearless like his humanity is now destroyed and this it is actually shown to you like his his human nature whatever made him human his fear is gone like he is now leveled up to a whole different level of nicholas cage yeah definitely like, so and now he's going on this quest of just like revenge so he's going after this last big the leader of the biker game and then this the, the, the chainsaws one is big one is small and it's like crazy fun to the point where you get to the the bad guys. So I'm gonna stop it there. But like just the the bloody trail where this goes <laughs> is crazy. Like in the trailer, he's full of blood. So like this is where the blood yeah, yeah, yeah. goes into. Uh, now people like for me, the buildup of the slow part was the part that I like, just because you don't know where it's going and you know um, the it's the the drama of 
grief and where it's coming from. So that's the part that I liked. It wasn't necessarily the violence or the gore. Yeah. The gore comes in the last act. And it's like, if you want gore, you're going to get your bucket of blood and more in, in this final act. Um, but my for my personal favor, which I think to, to a lot of people, they didn't like. People, people prefer the last half. I'm more of the build-up to where you go. Um, I was more satisfied in the journey, necessarily the, the destination. So your thoughts of this? Um, I would give it a uh, like a two and a half star. Uh, I thought that it was a bit all over the place in mm -hmm. different scenes. Um, I kind of treated it more as like a background movie because mm -hmm. of how like I, I it actually felt like we were on a roller coaster or something. So it was like it'd go and it'd start picking up and it was like super crazy and then it would just die down and I'm like, oh. Okay, and then I would go back to doing whatever, and then all of a sudden something crazy would happen. It's like, mm -hmm. oh my god, like I gotta watch this, and then you start watching it, and it's like, oh wow, this is great, and then it just fell again. And I was like, you gotta keep it up there. But yeah, um, no, um, I thought the chainsaw. Mm -hmm. There was a chainsaw scene. I thought that was probably like the only, well, not the only savior, but one of mm -hmm. one of the saviors for towards the end of the movie for like another roller coaster pick me up, but. Yeah, like, uh, it was definitely two and a half. Um, would I watch it again? Maybe, but, like, probably with a crowd or something just to see everyone else's reaction to it. Yeah, I think it's a communal thing. I think it, you, you probably get more if you get more of a reaction from a community of people watching it than yeah. just watching it on your own. Like, my thing was, like, okay, this guy's, like, there's a scene where he goes after the bikers and something happens. He has an accident, and he's bandaged. He's cut up. He's, like, tied yeah. again on the wrist, and his hands are, like... They've got to be like sliced and diced, and like he can't have any yeah. like dexterity in his hands. Like this guy's pain, physical pain, he's inflict he's inflicting on himself. But what he's experiencing must be overriding. Because I'm thinking, if I had this many slits or cuts, stabbings in my ribs, like how am I functioning right now? Is it pure adrenaline? Because even that it has to wear off. Yeah. And this is before he takes the elixir of demonic possession. And to make him like, a, I call it a demigod because I don't know what else to describe him. What what he goes through, like his brain just pops, and he just becomes he, whatever his humanity is is now gone. Yeah, like it's legit. You know, like even when he gets to Jeremiah and he goes like, "I am your god," you know, it's like, yeah, this is this is like next level cage. This is just like everyone has lost their mind. I mean, everyone's eyes, except for Kaya's eyes, I think it is, is like dilated. They're like it's just big black. Mm -hmm. like pools of black frying pans yeah yeah and it's just like so you're wondering uh how much how much of what we're seeing is legitimately actually happening and because i'm sure if if you were outside looking in the reality of it i'm sure is not as crazy as this is looking but if you're in this psychedelic state it's got to be just a trip and it's i think just the idea of having this constant psycho psychological trip throughout this entire ordeal along with the violence and the grief and the bloodshed is like it's it's like to the nth degree of like how far can we push the madness of what we're watching uh now do i think it's crazy over the top i don't think it's that crazy i kind of like i'm totally digging the idea that okay yeah this is this is about grief and because they don't the movie doesn't doesn't glor doesn't relish or um not so glorify it doesn't like enjoy the violence 
but the violence is necessity it's a necessity yeah. of it right and, and it's fueled by the knowing that on the downside of it there's going to be a tremendous amount of loss and grief and that's what fuels the rage and but there, there's no there's no celebrating the violence of it it's just it's the it's the byproduct of what's going on and so once i realized that's what's making this such a unique take for me it's not it's not just the violence but the the violence is the journey uh, i'm like i'm on board and the fact that cage can go nicholas cage full out through yeah. the entire process of it and like go i am like okay <laughs> let's see what this guy what, what is what is nicholas i mean the last time i saw him being this nuts was uh mom and dad there's worry there are the parents start killing the kids yes have you seen that movie yes yeah so that's the last time i saw cage being nicholas cage where he's like free reign of like oh this is this ain't right <laughs> this is not cool this is yeah that was that was a twisted one too yeah so uh i thought what they did with here was great i thought andrea reesberg was just amazing as mandy and i thought um linus roach who plays uh jeremiah sense he's from law and order he played like a lawyer in law oh, okay. and order so to see him for me because i knew who that was so to see him play a character who's so reserved and civil and to play this character was like looking at because he was like buffalo bill from sensible lambs meets like uh um, I was almost like Marilyn Manson, Charles Manson. You know, like it was just that kind of a kooky character. And uh, uh, for me, I'd give this movie a three. It's solid, but the thing was, uh, it the ending was not, I did not like the last half. Yeah. For whatever reason, this, I don't know because of the aesthetics, which is you have to like that kind of aesthetics, but I just felt um, it was sort of like n not the crescendo I was experiencing, but the actual ending at what you're seeing of the drive away, I'll just say, I'll just call it the driving away mm -hmm. sequence, um, was very bittersweet to me. I mean, if you look at it, if you, if you could look at it again, which I did, I realized there is no going back to the way things were. And it's sort of um, um, disturbing and very sad, which is, I think that was kind of cool. Like for me, that was kind of a cool closure to it. But the just i like this the journey and then the last half of it i'm not saying it was bad i think a lot of people who saw the movie loves the last prefer the last half and i understand but for me i just love how they got there because it set set i thought it set everything up beautifully and i was completely on board and then that was like okay this has gone crazy but like not i was like crazy enough i don't know how you could be even more crazier but I have. I'm not saying that I have a bloodlust, but I'm like, no. This this could go a little bit more Nicolas Cage for me. That was yeah, just, yeah. If that makes any sense at all. So, all right. Uh, so with that, I'm going too long. <laughs> I apologize. So like, who would you recommend this film to? Particular group of people you would recommend this? Um, I don't know. Maybe my parents just to mm. see because uh, I know I'm kind of into those kinds of movies where it has like a little trick into it, and right. it's always down for something with Nicolas Cage. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think this is like a real guy film. Yeah. Like if you like an action film, if you like a Nicolas Cage film, guys are gonna like are, are gonna be all over this. This, yeah. this is not a dad film. This is like a, this is just as a, a like a action like high school college. This is college level like action humor. Well, the humor's not there. This is college level humor, <laughs> and it's just um, if you're like '90s '80s like action movies, this is sort of a a throwback to that. Yeah. And, and I thought that was pretty cool. So that's, yeah. So with that, I'm going to say I'm Ray. And I'm Chelsea. We will see you next time. Take care. You think you're so in love. I'll show you love. Oh, man. They wronged you. You seem to cause me darkness.
world from within. Strange and eternal. So what you gonna do with that thing? Going hunting. So what you hunting? It's crazy evil. 